Welcome to Looking Good Yeah Yeah with Daniela, a show featuring fashion, creatives, and artisans, people who do it all despite it all. I'm Daniela Platt. With 20 years of building media campaigns and publicity for fashion and lifestyle brands, today, as a vibrant ball of energy, I'm a known creative producer, business development warrior, and mom. My mission is to share these inspiring stories of creatives, artisans, and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. I want creatives, I want you to be able to take your art and your heart and share it with the world. Their stories, they are not for me to keep when they can empower you to achieve and be your absolute best when they can bring out the inner you. So I hope you can come along with me. You're looking good, you as you are. Hi, everyone. I have not been live in so long and it feels so good to be back. I'm Danielle Platt, and this is Looking Good, Yeah, Yeah. Looking Good, Yeah, Yeah is you are looking good, you as you are. This podcast, this show, it has always been about creatives who do it all despite it all. Your inner you, it matters. I want you guys to be the best you can possibly be, which is why I'm so excited to be sitting here with the amazing David Medansky. I'm going to let you share your magic. I'm just going to say that David Medansky is about to share his book, Break, Break the Chains of Dieting. Woo! And it is amazing. I am so excited to have met you this past weekend, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us about your book that launched today on Amazon. Yay! Uh, thank you, Danielle. Um, my name is David Medansky. I'm known as the overweight person's best friend because I help people lose weight without going on a diet, without exercising, and without having to count calories. Because I had my own weight loss journey. Back in July of 2016, my doctor told me to find a new doctor because I had a 95% chance for a heart attack. Uh, and he did not want me dying on his watch. So uh, he didn't think I would lose the weight. During the next four months, I, I shed 50 pounds, 25% of my uh, total body weight. I've kept it off. So I've written a couple books. The first book was Discover Your Thinner Self. The second book is If Not Now, When? Deuce Weight, Create a Healthy Lifestyle in 90 Days. And then I decided to write Break the Chains of Diet because there's nothing else like it out there. What I've learned in doing research as a former divorce attorney mm. is that the diet industry is basically designed to take your money. Diets are designed to fail. So if you didn't lose weight on the last diet or you didn't keep it off, it's not your fault. The diet is to blame. Uh, so I, I've approached it from a lifestyle as opposed to dieting. Because diets, let's face it, they're temporary, hard to stick with, extreme, and sometimes potentially harmful to your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the book discusses nine fundamental must-have principles for healthy eating and weight loss. However, you only need the first two to see significant improvement in your overall health. You'll have more energy. You'll feel better. You'll probably look better. And again, um, you'll improve your overall health. And that was the whole purpose of writing the book. This book is a little different than other books. I have stories in there. However, they're not success stories of other people. They're stories with life lessons. And I've applied those life lessons to eating healthy and reducing weight. And those stories can also be used for 
other aspects of your life? This is fascinating as somebody who's always thinking about my inner, my inner self, my mindset, like how do we kind of keep it all in check, right? Because you have to keep your mental focus as well as your body strong. That's how you live your best life. Can you share what are these two principles, like some insight as to what should I do just to get started? Sure. The first thing is to drink more pure water. And the reason I say that is 75% of the U.S. adult population is chronically dehydrated. And there's a direct correlation to people being overweight because 72% of the U.S. adult population is overweight, of which 42% are clinically obese. Our bodies are 60 to 70% water, not soda, not diet soda, orange juice or fruit juices or fruit beverages. And our bodies are 60 to 70% water. So why not drink more water? The other thing is a lot of times when people are hungry, Mm -hmm. they're not really hungry. They're thirsty. So they eat instead of drinking water. Mm -hmm. So that will help quite a bit. And then always people ask, well, how much water should I drink? (laughs) Minimum, you should drink is 64 ounces a day. However, as a rule of thumb, one half of your total body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, you should drink at least 100 ounces of water. Of course, if you're outside and it's hot or you're doing a lot of physical activity, you need to drink more water to rehydrate. Okay. And you said there's two. So one is water. What's the other one that people do today? The other one is to avoid just and manufactured foods. Oh my gosh, yes. That's where most of the toxins lie in. That's where most of the um, unhealthy stuff is. And when it's a manufactured product, it doesn't occur in nature. And there's a commercial from the 1970s, it says it's not nice to pull mother nature. So there's consequences when you eat these manufactured they're not worried about your health they're worried about their profit and bottom line so if you just do those two things you'll see mm -hmm. significant improvement i saw i changed my diet i mean we're going back about 20 years ago i went to a cooking school and you would think i kind of knew how to cook but my idea of making chicken which i thought was healthy was i take the chicken i wash it right you put it in my pan and i took whatever sauce I have, and I just poured it on top. And then I would just take like a bag of vegetables and that would be dinner. So here I have poured sauce on top of chicken and a bag of vegetables from the, from the freezer. And I'd call that healthy. And then I finally went to cooking school and I learned that if you use fresh and I learned that I was pretty much eating salt, sugar, and oil. And I was, that's all I was feeding my body. Cooking school taught me how to use fresh ingredients. I will every now and again, I have two kids, so I still use sauces, but I've eradicated that from my diet. And once I learned, like I used to just eat like a lean cuisine for dinner. I was never full. I was always heavy. I wouldn't say heavy. I completely obliterated all of that from my diet. Now just olive oil, salt, pepper, fresh vegetables. It will change your life completely. So You absolutely need these like fresh, wholesome foods. Um, You also shared something that I've been telling people about. Can you tell me what's, what's the magic about an apple? I, I, you, you share this incredible fact and I've been telling it to people. So can you, can you share about the magic of why people need to eat apples? Sure. Number one, apples have 
the most phytonutrients in any fruit. There's thousands of microphytonutrients. And number two, a medium-sized apple has between 90 and 100 calories. However, it takes your body about 25 calories to digest it. So your net calories is really 75, as opposed to a Hershey bar, which is about 125 calories, has no nutritional value, and takes your body zero to digest and process it. Oh, my gosh. So keep eating more apples. But then not only that, they help you keep full. They're the best. And make sure you eat the skin after you wash it. Organic apples are the best. If you can get organic, if not, you know, regular apples, good. Just remember, they they treat it with a lot of pesticides and and other chemicals. Okay. Okay, definitely right, because of the peel. You want to make sure it's organic. Yeah, and then the other thing I would like to tell the audience is, you may not realize our food, and I don't even call it food, I call it edible products. Mm-hmm. scientifically engineered to optimize your craving for fat, salt, sugar, and texture. So when they say that you can't eat just one potato chip, it's not a dare. It's a fact. It's known as bliss point. And Howard Moskowitz is credited with saying, creating the term bliss point because he worked for the food industry for over 30 years. And he's responsible for creating the different Prego spaghetti sauces, the different varieties of Dr. Pepper, Campbell's soups and others, and he brags that he was able to optimize people's cravings for it so they could increase sales, regardless of how it affects your health. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> it makes me so mad. What yeah, did you know an yeah. Oreo cookie is more addicting than cocaine? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my kids fight, beg mommy, can I have cookies? And I have an apple first, have an apple first. What do you wish you knew if you, if you could go back in time, what do you wish you could tell your younger self? Like if you're in high school or college, what do you wish, what do you wish you knew? Well, for the most part, I was always fit and trim. And when I was in high school and college, I can go through a pound bag of M&Ms in one night and a half gallon of Breyers mint chocolate chip ice cream and not gain weight. I was running six miles a day. I was working out. I was burning it off, not realizing you know, what I was doing to my body. Uh, however, life gets in the way. And before I realized it with family obligations and work responsibilities, uh, stopped exercising, started eating fast food, McDonald's drive through ordering pizzas, picking up, you know, food to go. Uh, and the weight crept up on me. And before I realized I was over 225 pounds. And that's when the doctor said, hey, dude, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. So I took it seriously. Uh, and I changed my diets and I went back and started rereading the books I had from the 1970s with Paul and Patricia Bragg, Jack LaLanne, Richard Simmons, uh, William Duffy wrote Sugar Blues. And then I started reading books today and realized that a lot of the books today have inaccurate or misleading information because a lot of the authors are medical doctors and they're uh, promoting their own products and services where back in the 70s, they were talking just about basics, you know, drink more water, eat, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, organic if possible. Uh, so they've known about this since the 1980s, and yet the population keeps getting heavier and heavier. Uh, what's interesting is two years ago, the weight loss industry was $61 billion each year. 
Mm-hmm. And this year it was 71 billion each year. So <laughs> if diets worked, why are people going on diets over and over again? Here's another interesting fact. The average mm-hmm. person will attempt 126 diets during their lifetime. Really? Do you think yep. it's COVID related? People are home, they're eating differently. I know we've kind of, what time is breakfast, lunch, dinner? Because we're home so much. Do you think that that kind of created this impact for this increase of dieting and now people are going back to the world? No, I mean, people Just. gain weight because of COVID. However, people have been going on diets every year. At any one point, there's 145 million Americans on a diet. Uh, 45 million Americans will start a new diet each year. The problem is they go on a diet. Again, it's temporary. It's extreme. Hard to stick with. Most people make their New Year's resolution to lose weight. Then they go to the gym and they work out for two or three weeks and they don't see results and they get upset. 100% of weight loss, what you put in your your mouth. Exercise is great for overall health and fitness Mm -hmm. for losing weight. Uh, the biggest example of that is The Biggest Loser. 66% of the contestants regained all their weight, some even more. Really? So it's not realistic. The other thing is with exercising, people always overestimate how many calories they burn and underestimate how many calories they're consuming because they're hungry. And here's an example. I have a, a client that for three weeks was doing everything right. The scale wasn't moving and he was getting frustrated. So I asked him, I said, are you exercising? He says, yeah, I'm walking five miles a day. I'm riding my bike. I'm doing this. I said, are you close fitting? He says, oh, they're loose. In fact, people are asking if I'm losing weight. And I tell him, no, because the scale's not moving. Well, the scale's not a good indicator. What he's doing, he's replacing muscle in place of fat. And muscle and fat weigh the same. Five pounds of fat is the same as five pounds of muscle. However, muscle takes up a lot less space, right? Right. So... The scale didn't move. His clothes were a better indicator. And that's what I tell people. Be patient. The national brands advertise lose 16, 20, 30 pounds guaranteed in a month. What they don't tell you is it's not sustainable. And they regain it. The other thing is it's not realistic. So think of it this way. Mm -hmm. If you want to weigh 24 to 48 pounds lighter by this time next year, if you just lost two, three, four pounds a month, I think everyone could agree they could lose two, three, four pounds a month, not a week, a month. Mm-hmm. And you do that on an average consistently for 12 months. A year later, you're 24 to 48 pounds lighter. And at that point, you've learned through the principles that you've been teaching how to have an overall more holistic, healthier lifestyle. And is your goal would be that people can live longer and live in this. It's not just a diet. They're not going to go back to their old life the day it's over. They now have a new way of living. New way of living, new lifestyle, new choices, new way of relating to food, change their relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Most people fail to look at food as fuel for your body. Our bodies are incredible machines, yet we put all this garbage in. Most people take better care of their automobiles with oil changes and maintenance than they do their own bodies. And most people feed their pets better than they feed themselves. So again, if you don't love yourself enough to take care of it, what are you doing? And and Dr. Bob Martin has a famous saying he likes to share. When you wear out your body, where else are you going to live? And it's not so much about living longer. It's the quality also. Mm -hmm. 
next year, you know, I'll be 67 and I'm planning to hike Kilimanjaro next June. All right. Who wants to see him at the top? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's exciting. And I have, I have, you know, high school classmates and they're looking at me and, and they're like, wow, I need an attitude. I'm preparing to die. So it's, it's a mindset. That's what book talks about. It goes into mm -hmm. just your mindset, your attitude. Think of a, a diet as a sprint. It's temporary in that it has a goal, finish line. And when you reach, you go, you're stopped, you're done. What happens? You revert back to your old eating habits. However, if you change your lifestyle and your eating habits, then it's like a marathon. Except with this marathon, there's no finish line. You just keep going like the Energizer Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> Why now? Why are you, why is this all of a sudden, I mean, how long ago did you, did the doctor tell you, you need to lose weight? And like, why today? Why are you launching this book today? Well, again, it was 2016. So it was five years ago. Okay. In July. And I wrote the first book, Discover Your Thinner Self. And then it was good. And I wrote a second one, If Not Now When. And that was better. And then I have an idea to uh, share uh, stories with the life lessons. So for example, Darren Hardy is a big influence on my life from Darren Daly. Oh, from the compound, compound effect, Darren Hardy. Exactly. I was just listening to that, right? Literal habits every day, how they- Done consistently over time. Consistently over time will shift your life. I'm literally, that's my audible book of the week. Okay. So- Hey, Darren's had a big influence on my life, and I acknowledge him in the book for, for that. And he, he talks about cheeseburgers, wine, and wedding, and what they have in common. So let's say you're at a barbecue, and the host is making the special hamburger with the best, you know, Kobe beef and specially baked buns and your favorite cheese and condiments, and he offers you one, and you know you shouldn't eat it. What do you do? Well, you're going to say, no, thank you, because you're a vegetarian. It's not that you can't or won't eat the cheeseburger. You just don't. You have rules. Same thing with wine. You're at the same barbecue, and the host says, here's your favorite wine. Would you like a glass? You decline because as a female, you're also pregnant, and you know you shouldn't drink alcohol. So it's not that you can't or you won't. You don't. Mm -hmm. And let's say you're at a wedding and they have this incredible cake, world-renowned baker makes it, and everybody's in and I, and you would really love us, except you're allergic to nuts. And oh. nuts in it. So again, it's not that you can't or you won't, you don't. So you set rules for yourself. And if you stick to your rules for the most part, you'll do fine. Now, another part of the book talks about being the pilot on an airplane and being the pilot of your own weight loss journey. If you're going from Los Angeles to New York and you're off one degree, it would be 150 miles off course. However, most planes are on autopilot and they're adjusting 90% of the time. So what I tell people is adjust your weight loss journey like you're on autopilot. You're always correcting. It's not that you have to be perfect. No one is perfect. And I'm not a purist and I don't pretend to be. You know, I still indulge every once in a while and enjoy my slice of chocolate cake or pecan pie or pumpkin pie. However, I just have a sliver and a small portion and eat slower than before when I'd eat the whole slice and sometimes two. So there's little things you can do 
to change your whole perception of food. Absolutely. And the, I think what you're, what you're trying to say is live, live life, but live it as healthy as you possibly can. So you can enjoy a, a bite of chocolate cake. Right. Exactly. You know, breaking, but you want to break the chain. You want to, you want to break people's bad habits. Exactly. It takes 66 days to create a new habit. They've done research on it in uh, England. And most people think, oh, it's only 21 or 30 days. No, on average, it's 66 days. And bad habits are hard to break. Good habits are key. And the example is, I love M&M's. I haven't touched them since July of 2016 or Hershey bar or Snickers or Pringles potato chip by downfall. I used to go through an entire canister and still crave more. So I learned they were addicting. Uh, so I look at it as I'm a foodaholic. Like people are alcoholics. An alcoholic should not have one drink because they're not able to stop. I know if I start eating an M&M or Pringles, I won't stop. So I just don't start. It's a choice. The way I look at it is I'm not sacrificing. I'm not foregoing. I'm, I'm not doing any of that. I'm making a healthy decision. So it's a positive spin instead of a negative spin. I got it. So people, this way people can live their best lives. And it's true. Get that stuff out of my house. Once I start, forget it. I am, I am toast. The one thing that I have found is keep the healthy stuff in the house at all times. Like earlier today, you know, we still have a huge mountain of Halloween chocolate piled up over there, but there's quinoa and rice just keep the healthy stuff within reach. So, and load up on the healthy stuff as much as possible. So you don't even, you don't even have that craving and the healthy stuff's really good. Um, all right. So just kind of yeah, like, your taste buds will, will change also. Oh so. yeah. And I don't even, I took sweetener out of, I don't know what your theory is on like sweetener. I stopped with equal and Splenda. I just took all of that out. Cause what I found is the minute I go into a Splendor Equal, I start thinking about chocolate and ice cream. So I just wiped out sweet. And now when I eat something sweet, I, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. I can't handle this. So it really is. You can really trick your palate and your brain and reach yeah. yourself. Well, the Equal and the, you know, NutraSweet and all that, that's artificial stuff. That's all chemicals. And even though it's supposed to be in the zero calories, like a, Diet soda, the zero calories, people are like, well, how does that cause weight gain? What well, has aspartame? And aspartame has no, 92 known side effects, of which one is weight gain. And we're like, how does that happen with zero calories? Well, number one, the aspartame increases your cravings for sweetness. So now you're craving sweets. Number two, it inhibits your body from absorbing vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So now your body's going into what they call starvation mode. So now it wants more fuel, food, so that it can sustain itself, it goes into survival. So if you give up that stuff, you'll be much better. Just drink water. Pure water. Just drink is water. Water salts are just drink water. All right. Well, I can talk to you about health food and fitness and living your best life. I could truly talk to you about that all day. Um, but I'm just going to let you share. Your book came out today. How? Where should people find it? How should they use it? Any last-minute parting tips? What what would you like people to do next? Uh, they can get it at Amazon for ninety-nine cents on Kindle today and tomorrow. Um, they can go to Barnes and Noble and, and get it online. They, some people don't want to support Amazon, 
So Barnes and Noble has it. Okay, great. Um, they can also go to their library and request the library order a copy. The libraries will order a copy for them. Mm-hmm. Not to keep, but you know, they have it. So that's one way to get it for free. Um, go to your independent bookstore. The store can order it for you. So it's available and they can get it. Um, the best thing is you may not have to lose weight. There's a lot of people who don't need to. Some people actually need to gain weight. And just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. So be careful of judging people. However, if you know somebody that could, you know, benefit from improving their eating habits and improve their overall health, you know, share it with them. Give it to them as a gift or, you know, mention that you saw me and you thought they may be interested in learning about it. Again, it's entertaining. Jack Canfield has endorsed and recommended it. Uh, yeah. Dr. David Freeman, you know, international award-winning author of Food Sanity, wrote the foreword to it. So I'm honored that he did that. There's other people that, you know, celebrities that have written blurbs for it and, and testimonials. And the main thing is what I wish for everybody is that they have, you know, overall good health. I love what Jack Canfield wrote. I was just pulling it up, um, but it flew out of my phone. I'll just oh, I could read it. <laughs> yeah. So read what Jack Canfield wrote. Um, and everybody should get it. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, but most of all, to live your best life. What did Jack Canfield share? He wrote, with so much misunderstanding and disagreement on diets and weight loss, David Medansky offers an achievable, realistic, and simple approach for healthy and permanent weight loss that anyone can do. All right. Awesome. I love it. Um, drink water, eat apples, fresh food. Well, be careful about saying you eat apples. Not everybody likes apples. so Organic apples with the peel. Not yeah, pears are good. I like pears. apples. How do you like I, them apples? How do you like them apples? <laughs> and not apple pie either. <laughs> no, apple pie is, that's the same concept of Splenda. It starts off as sugar, but once you put it through the whole process, it's not a sugar anymore. It's a process. That's apple like, pie, it's a, yeah. but no longer an apple. And be patient with your weight loss goals. And if you indulge a little bit too much, don't beat yourself up. Just keep moving forward. It's not a race to lose the weight. It's changing your eating habits and lifestyle. A thousand percent. Thank you so much, David. Well, I'm Danielle Platt. This is Looking Good, Yeah, Yeah. You are looking good, you as you are. You can grab my book, which is ironically called Looking Good, which is everything you're trying to achieve. Um, so my book, Looking Good, which is the Ten Commandments to Be a Sales Rockstar and a Fashion Startup Playbook, you can grab that on Amazon if anybody out there is interested in, you know, dabbling with the business of fashion. Um, you can also grab a, the class that goes with it. That is on Udemy. I'm here, like David, for everybody to be their best selves and to shine. Take your art, your heart, your message to the world. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. It is not easy to write a book and share your message with the world, but you are doing it to, to really make an impact because it helped you. Thank you so much, Danielle. Appreciate being a guest. Hi, everyone. I'm Danielle Platt. I'm a creative connoisseur, and I'm known to be a vibrant ball of energy. Welcome to Jungle, my personal collection. For 20 years, I worked at advertising agencies and fashion magazines, building brands that you know, 
like Skechers and Hugo Boss. I mentioned this because for the longest time, I wanted to have my own collection. I wanted to create something that had meaning and had purpose that made you feel amazing, that would fire you up. This collection, Jungle, came together when a designer friend and, my, friend and I wanted to create something for a gala. It started off with this scarf that you can see that totes spirit animals, coffee, because we live on it, novelty like a hammer, a designer's best friend. It was worn on Zoom screens all around the world, building unity and community, firing people up with energy. The collection Jungle has grown, and I'm so excited. We have t-shirts, bags, scarves available for retail and promotional use. I am so excited because this collection is here to remind you to be your ferocious, outrageous self. Tell me what empowers you. It started off with the main message. Stop playing small. Play big. You can have it all. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoy Jungle, jungleandcoffee.com. I'm Danielle Platt, the designer, creator of the brand. Thank you so much. And remember, be your ferocious, outrageous self. No membership required, no permission needed. Enjoy. You, I have a couple of expressions, you know, when someone says, would you like a cookie or this piece of candy? Uh, no, thank you. More for you. Or it'll look better on you than me. Or better in the trash than I might, you know, ask. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not a trash can. It's over there. It'll look better yeah. than you than me. Again, people don't realize our portions have been supersized without them knowing it. In the 1900s, the average size dinner plate was nine inches in diameter. Today, it's 12 inches. Yet in Europe, it's still nine inches. And in restaurants, it's 13 to 15 inches. So what I tell people is when you get your order, get a to-go box, cut it in half. So you put half to go and eat the other half. So you get two meals for the price of one. So you're saving money. Right. I feel like I always end up sneaking the other side of it. So sometimes I have to destroy it. Like if it's chocolate cake, I cannot take half of it home. I have to like put salt and pepper and water. I just, it, that thing cannot exist. It has to be untouchable. Uh, you, you get to a point where you just take a couple bites and you push it aside and say, thank you. And that's it. Done. Out of here. But that is true. And, and then you kind of have like that same good food for the next day. Um, I don't know if it's good food, but you have the same food. You have the same food, right? Well, portion control, they say is like the size of a fist. Yeah, that's in the book, too. Um, Different portions for the protein, for the vegetables, for the oils. When was the last time anybody, like, ate this much, you know, rice? Like, you have to be really mindful of it, especially if, like, you're in a Persian restaurant where they give you a big mountain of it. I do. You have to be so mind mindful. Well, you well the other thing is red and yellow are appetite stimulants. That's why McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Denny's, Pizza Hut, you know, Domino's Pizza all use red and yellow or combination in their marketing. Blue is an appetite suppressant. So I use a blue plate when I eat at home. And then I use a salad plate no instead way. of a That's brilliant. Yeah, that's in the book too. Yeah, that should be like the first principle because everybody can do that without any 
thought. You can change your life. You can, anybody can go out and buy a blue plate. You should sell a blue plate with your logo on it. <laughs> you should make a blue mug. Yeah. Make a blue mug or something like that. Yeah. Like a, a, a blue plate with a mug with your logo on it. Um, but anybody can do that immediately. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times I'll drink my coffee. It's either a black mug or a blue mug. This is from the Poison Pen, which is a bookstore here. So you're in Arizona. That's really fascinating. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see it. We're going to go out and get some blue plates and see what happens. If that really- Make sure they're salad plates. Do not get the dinner size plate. Seven inch plates, not nine inch or 10 inch. The dinner plates are 10 inches. They're 12 inches. They're 12 inches. Yeah. The, they did a, it's in the book. It's the Delboa illusion where they took two circles the exact same size and one of them they made a small outer rim and the other one is a larger outer rim and they asked people which was smaller and bigger and even though they're the exact same size the one on the wide rim looks like the smaller circle and the one with the smaller outside rim looks bigger and then they asked college students to serve portions on plates and they always Overserved on the dinner size plate because it looked like it was smaller amount and underserved on the salad plate because it looked like it was um, too much. So we reversed it. Our salad plate should be bigger and our dinner plate should be smaller. And the other thing about salads, good luck with that. I'm eating salads, you know, it's healthy. I'm going to lose weight. A lot of salads, if you look at the menu, will have anywhere from 1,100 to 2,000 calories. Because it's the dressing, the croutons, the nuts, you know, everything else, the cheeses, everything else they put on there that people think, oh, you know, it's a salad. Right. Caesar salad. Yeah. John dressing. Well, well, the best thing to do is get the dressing on the side, just use a little bit as opposed to how much they put on. Right. And the dipping trick. So that way you you can separate your salad into two. Yeah. half of it away and then you only have to dip you dip your right you dip the vegetables in the dressing so that way right. you, if you have any leftovers you can still enjoy it because who likes soggy salad the next day yeah i i drive my wife crazy because we'll make salads and i eat mine plain nothing on it. nothing nothing just the you know just the mixed springs with the spinach and and you know some feta cheese and chopped walnuts and blueberries and you know cut up strawberries or raspberries and a protein and that's it tastes good to me cucumbers because you've trained your palate exactly and she hasn't come on board yet so I, I well, yeah. everybody's, different. everybody's different i've been told i have a heavy hand on um, on on a salad pour a salad dressing pour but everyone is different yeah everyone's different very cool. Your your wisdom. You you've got some really good stories. That plate situation though about the colors, the the red and the yellow and the blue. I think that that's a really easy challenge for people to take. Drink water, eat apples, all. The, but the the plate thing is very very interesting. I wonder if very subtly we can kind of see if that makes a shift. And I know I know also that sometimes I buy I buy paper plates a lot. I know sustainability. But whatever. No, but they they sell blue plastic plates. You can use those. 
I, they do, but I have the choice of buying sometimes like an either an eight or nine inch versus the, the 10 inch. And I, I buy the smaller ones because my kids take a lot of food and then they don't even finish it. So I, I found that the smaller plates, exactly what you're saying, people take what fits their plate. And then if they want more, they go get more. But this way they don't overdo it because nobody wants an empty looking plate. Yeah, I, when I we go to um, vacations and you know, sometimes they're all inclusives and the buffets are all you can eat. The servers are always looking at me because I'll take a small plate and I'll get, you know, what I want and, and that's it. And I don't go back and they're, is everything okay? Do you feel, you know, yeah. And I watch these other people, you know, getting two, three, four big plates full. And I'm thinking just because you can, it's all you can eat doesn't mean you have to eat it all. Right. How do you know when the meal is done? I never go to the buffets like in Vegas. I never go because I never know when the meal is over. Well, it's done when you say, thank you, I'm, I'm done. I push it away and that's it. It's, it's, you get used to it, it's, but it's fun to watch people. You know, I was, I was up in um, Vancouver at Naman Aggie's uh, course a couple of years ago for online training, online courses. And about the fourth day in, uh, we were at a big round table with 10 other people and the lady to my left was looking and she's, you know, it's, it's so difficult to eat healthy and lose weight, you know, not gain weight when you're traveling. And uh, another lady across the way looks and says, well, he does it. And she says, what do you mean? She says, we've been watching you. And he just eats a little bit, even in the morning for breakfast, he tells the server he wants a small plate, not the big plate. I didn't say anything, you know, at that point I didn't have to. But yeah, people will watch what I eat sometimes. I'll ask, well, what do you eat? Yeah, a lot of times lunch or dinner is a can of tuna. I eat the tuna right out of the can or put it on a plate and avocado, eat it right out of the shelf, take the pit out and that's it, done. You learn to eat slow when you're on 550 calories a day for a while. You're on 550? I was, when I was losing the weight, I was on 550 calories. Wow. What do you eat for breakfast? Normally I don't. I'll, I'll eat about 11 o'clock. But if I eat breakfast, I like my bacon and eggs. I'll get my eggs, you know, over easy um, and bacon. Every once in a while, an English muffin. Sometimes, you know, the homestyle potatoes or, you know, hash browns. That's a pretty um, normal breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I like oatmeal. Oatmeal is my favorite. I get the steel cut oats and the rolled oats and I mix it together. Um, and then I cook it and I throw in some ground flaxseed and ground chia seeds and chopped walnuts. And I use uh, ground Ceylon cinnamon for sweetening because cinnamon is a um, metabolism booster. So I don't use honey. Oh, Raw really? honey's good. Yeah. So you, you can even put in your coffee if you don't like black coffee. Instead of, you know, put in ground cinnamon. It tastes really good. Cinnamon is a metabolism booster. That's it. That's good to note. And then lunch, you'd have your tuna and avocado. Yeah, or sometimes it's dinner, you know. So sometimes I'll have, you know, a protein drink in the morning. You saw me drinking my protein drinks. So. I did, yeah. It was a specific kind also. Yeah. So In your blender bottle. You take that with you yeah. everywhere you go? I do. It's easy. It's portable. And, you know. Shake it. The, the, I mix my pro. I have, it's a protein powder mix that I make myself. So I use two different protein powders and I throw in some powdered uh, organic coconut and maca and 100% pure 
cacao, organic cacao, which is different than cocoa, but similar. It's the same thing, it's the way they process it. Do you have these recipes in the book as well? That sounds really good. I wouldn't. Um, I'm not sure. I was in um, Vanny Harry's um, book for recipes. I was the only male that they took, and it was my oatmeal. And it's real simple. It's just, you know. Oh, I think your cookbook's coming next. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think people like to eat the way I do because I'm very plain, you know, some Italian seasoning, some, you know, ground black pepper and oregano and I'm, I'm good to go. Um, yeah, I eat like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as aware of like the chicken and chicken of the sea versus the Kirkland, but I, I like to feed my body high energy, high energizing foods that have, that are as clean as possible. Yeah. I like to have chocolate um, but I, I like to eat the way you eat, but I, I think that it's not, it's not as available and it's not so obvious. So that is where you come in with your book and your suggestions, because what you just described in terms of the shape and all the different things that you mix in, it's not something I'm going to discover walking the aisle. Oh, no, no. It's just something I, I do together. Um trying to think there was something else that I do that surprises oh I can go to any restaurant and order without looking at the menu I, I met a girl who lost 125 pounds and she said before I go out with my friends I always look online at the menu to see what I'm going to order ahead of time I said I can order without looking at the menu she says how do you do that real simple I like grilled chicken or grilled fish or you know grilled filet and a side of either, you know, asparagus, broccoli, or baked potato plain, I'm good to go. And 100% of the time, they will accommodate my request. I just tell them, the magic words are, I'm on a restricted diet, I'd like to order. And I tell them what I order. And they don't know why you're on a restricted diet. They don't know if you have food allergies, if you're on medications, if you're attempting to lose weight. And they never ask. All they hear is restricted diet. So they want to accommodate you. Even in Rocky Point, Mexico, when we go to the restaurants and I use that, you know, I, I order a piece of fish down there and, and a side of, you know, a vegetable. Um, they'll come back two or three times. Can we use this oil? Can we put this seasoning on it? You know, sure. You know, so it's like I said, they want to accommodate you. You go to any restaurant, they have a piece of chicken or a piece of meat or a piece of fish. They can, you know, cook for you. and it doesn't have to be deep fried. Right. I mean, I like the way restaurants make the food, though. So you're not really interested in restaurants anymore for a food perspective. You you enjoy the company, the ambiance. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I, I can go out and enjoy myself at a restaurant and not worry about it. And you're OK with it. I think that's the people just love food so much. And you just kind of have to, like, say, I love my body and being healthy and strong so cool. more. Why do people go out to restaurants so they can socialize or they can, you know, enjoy a meal? They don't think of it as fuel for the body. And so many times I'll order what I want like that. And people look, oh, I like that. I should have got that, you know, because they, they just think they're not able to. And so they order, you know, what they're going to cook for. With your kids, do they like almonds? They do. So, I have a kid who loves both of them like nuts and I have one who likes like the really salty stuff like 
Well, it should be raw and unsalted. Yeah, yeah. it should be raw. What you can do is count out 10 of the almonds because 10 is about 100 calories. So I can put out for her uh, like some almonds, baby corn, olives. Yeah, and just fish. make it a game. Like devour that. Yeah, make it a game how slow they can eat the almonds. Because I had one client, he was he says, yeah, I had a handful of nuts. I said, handful? How many handfuls? Three or four. I said, that's 400 calories. I said, you can have 10. Count it out. Make it a game how slow you can eat. Because he was watching TV. He was mindless eating. Yeah, no, not good. But I take a, I t- kind of smash them up. And I, I like drizzle them on a salad. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. That's why I said I throw in chopped walnuts into my oatmeal. I feel like, a, like a whole, I, like I now need to be with you in the kitchen. We need to do some doing. That's fun. Yeah, I saw a cartoon when I was, you know, in college, Dennis the Menace. He says, I'll eat the oatmeal when you can make it crunchy. So I figured out how to make it crunchy. Put it in the oven? Toast it? Well, no, the, the chopped walnuts. Oh, okay. That's awesome. All right, David, I'm going to let you go. Congrats. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you, you know, I hope you get all the reviews that just that you're seeking for today, you know, that you become the bestseller, that you get the reviews that you're looking for, you know, and that most of all, I've really enjoyed this conversation and we've just been chatting for an hour. So I feel like there's so much more in you (laughs) that we could, that we could talk about, but, you know, I really think you're here to make a huge impact on, on how people are living and people's health. So you know, from one person sharing it to many, I, I really think you're going to make some great impact. And I can't wait, you know, I'm sure you're going to be on cooking shows, maybe Drew Barrymore or something next week. I don't know about that, but that would be nice. What a treat to hear these great stories. And it is even better that I get to share them with you. Come along with me at Daniela R. Platt on Instagram. What is your story that you'd like to share? Do you have an event coming up? If you're looking for exposure for your brand or you're interested in taking your idea for a fashion and lifestyle product, whether you came up with it on the kitchen table or in the boardroom, you wanna bring it to market. If you're looking to create t-shirts or merch for your company, I'd love to consult with you and hear your story. You can find my book and my masterclass, Looking Good, How to Be a Sales Rockstar and Fashion Startup Playbook on Amazon. For everything else, including my free guide on how to break into the business of fashion, find it at www.daniella today. This is Looking Good Yeah Yeah with Daniella Platt. You are looking good, you as you are.